Hi there. We're so glad you found the Fabric Podcast. Before you start listening, we wanted to let you know that this is one of our earlier episodes where our show was called The Check-In. On these episodes, we talk about the company, giving you insight into who we are and what we do. But in 2019, we realized we really want to focus more on company culture. So we refocused and renamed the podcast. So just a heads up that this earlier episode is still us, the team from The Receptionist, but just with a different show name and a slightly different focus. Thanks for listening. Businesses want to connect with people, their customers, potential customers, and anyone who just might be interested in what they have to offer. And one of the main ways that you do that is through your content, but not all content is created equal. On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Michael Ashford, Director of Marketing, to discuss writing like your customers talk. We start off our conversation talking about emails, our open rates and our click-through rates, and how those weren't going as well as we wanted. So what we changed up to really connect with people, to have them understand us and to show that we understand them and how that's really affected not only our open rates and click-through rates, but our levels of engagement. Michael shares a great resource and some tips for how to start writing more like your customers talk. So at the end of this episode, you're really going to be ready to revisit how you've been writing and maybe make some changes. Enjoy the episode. All right, Michael, so good to have you back on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. So we are talking about writing like your customers talk, which is a really interesting topic for us to be discussing today. So let's just dive right into it. Companies like us take email open rates and click-through rates really seriously. And this might seem obvious, but why is this actually important for the companies to consider? For one, I think it's just the, the nearest and easiest level of engagement that we have to measure an email's effectiveness. If we get people to open our emails, then we can hope and, and write content that they will read the emails. And you know, if you're building calls to action within those emails and they're, they're informative enough or interesting enough, we want people to click on those and take some sort of an action. I mean, it's, it's a lot of marketing 101 stuff, but it's important because email is still the primary way that businesses communicate with their customers, whether it's a B2B business like the receptionist or a B2C business. You're getting more into other areas like communicating through social media and communicating through chat um, live and on the website or in-app chat, but it's still a lot of email that's taking place. Right. And we're going to get into more of the details of how we make sure we're talking to our customers in a way that makes sense. But yeah, it's not just clicking through to get into it. They need to be interested and excited in what the email says to even open it up. Interested and excited and, you know, taking it a step higher than that, they have to understand what it is you're talking about. Right. And in a way that is relatable to them and their situation and how they use your product or how they may potentially use your product in the future. It's, it's that piece that I think often perhaps gets a little bit lost is tying the, tying the why and the how back to the what it is. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And you could have fantastic content in the email, but if there's not something within that subject line that gets their attention, they're not going to even open it up. And with so many emails coming into our inboxes every single day, the company really has to be thoughtful about how you get people's attention and connect with them and get their understanding of what's in that really awesome email, making them click and open it up. For sure. And and this is, you know, for people that are you know, cold emailing people, you know, this is for people that are communicating with customers. I, I posted on my LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the, the idea behind storytelling is kind of a lost art and, and storytelling and how you converse with somebody just in, in talking to them over lunch. Like, why not take that same idea or, or method of just talking to people and 
having a conversation with them into your marketing content, into your yeah. email content. I read every email that comes into my inbox or not. <laughs> um, right. It, uh, I get a lot of junk. I, I get a lot of, of bad emails. I've always said, you tell me an interesting enough story and you connect the dots enough for me in that I don't have to do a lot of, I don't have to expend a lot of brain energy to figure out what you're talking about. I'm at least going to read it. I'm at least going to be interested in what you have to say. Yeah, that's very true. And I think you're probably, most people probably are not like you where they don't read every single email. So it's important <laughs> that when people do open that email, you want it to, like you said, yeah. connect with them and not make it too, too hard for them. So over the last couple of years, we have really improved on our open rates and our click-through rates. So how has that changed and evolved in the last couple of years? Well, just from a stat standpoint, I guess, you know, a little over a year and a half, almost two years ago, we were probably averaging about an 18% open rate on our, our emails. And that's across the board. That's not just emails to customers, but that's emails to potential customers, folks who have come to our website who are, we're now, you know, to use another marketing term, nurturing them through our, our funnels. You know, that, that 18% open rate, it's not great. Uh, or at least I saw it as not great. And, you know, then we had a, a less than 1% click through rate. And that, over the last year and a half, there's been a concerted effort to change out the types of emails that we're, we're sending out. Yes, they're automated in a lot of instances, but the more we can introduce our flavor and our flair for being authentic and genuine in every interaction that we have with people, that just humanizes us in every, every single way. And so over the last year and a half, we've, we are now pushing above 30% on our open rates. And we're pushing above 3% in our click-through rates and or our click rates, I should say. And I, I think that all ties back to, we just went back and said, is this something that I would read? Is this something that would draw my attention enough to make me want to read it and be act on it by clicking through to whatever information we're sending out? And if the answer is no, that's our cue to start again. We right. go back to the well. <laughs> Absolutely. And you make an interesting point there that your emails can be automated, but they still need to be authentic yep. and engaging. And I think that's a really delicate balance point that you don't have to be writing that email right now and sending it right now, but anything that's set up should still have the tone. And like you said, kind of that flavor of who we are as a company. Yeah. I mean, just take our webinar follow-ups. We do a sneak peek webinar every week where we give folks a, a sneak peek, a look under the hood at our system. It's a quick and down and dirty demo of our product. And those follow-up emails that go out to the attendees and the people who didn't show up, those are automated. We pull those in from GoToWebinar and, and we automatically send those out. But the message in there, it comes from me in those instances because I'm the host of those webinars. And I talk about how, hey, it was amazing having you on the pot or on the webinar today. I hope you found, I hope we answered your questions, Tom and I. If you want to get started with our product, here's how you do that. If you have questions, please reply back to this email because I want to help answer those questions for you. And that's a little sidebar. Don't do a no reply email. Like that just looks so, so bad yeah. <laughs> to people. You're trying to, uh, bring these people on as customers in, in a lot of instances and you give them an email to not reply to. There's a little bit something a little bit quirky about that, but that just goes again back to conversing and talking to people like you're an actual human being. <laughs> Definitely. 
So you've already kind of touched on this, but let's get really clear for our listeners. What has caused this awesome growth and change in our open rates and our click rates? What do you really attribute that to? I, I pinpoint the one of the biggest changes being the extreme kind of cleansing of any jargon out of our, our messaging. You know, we here at the receptionist talk about our product and talk about, you know, it's a visitor management system. And, you know, the market in and of itself is still kind of learning and understanding what a visitor management system even is. You know, does that mean that our system is unlocking the doors? Does that mean that it's tying into, you know, a marketing automation software for so I can email all my visitors? I mean, just all these questions come up when you just hear the blanket term visitor management system. So we want to remove some of the jargon that we use perhaps internally that is just second nature to us and talk like people talk in those emails or write like people write. I'm a former journalist by trade. And one of the things that was hammered into me in journalism school was write to the level that a third grader could understand it. And, you know, not that is not an indictment on anyone, but right. that is just a, a level of simplicity that is needed to get people to quickly read the content that you're sending them, understand it, and decide whether or not they want to act on it. Writing simply, removing jargon, using um, everyday figures of speech, or, or, you know, we love our gifts here at the reception. And so we use those in emails as well. <laughs> and right. we try to flare it up a little bit. But yeah, just at the end of the day, making it seem like a human actually wrote this email at some point in time rather than a robot. <laughs> right. And obviously that's very important to us. You know, we talk about our values on pretty much every single episode yeah. here <laughs> and being authentic truly is one of them. But I think that's an important point that, you know, how we talk to each other as working together does need to be different than how we're talking to the customers, even though both are very authentic and we want to connect. It's different how you speak to your customers versus who you speak to internally. It can be. It, it, it certainly can be. And, and, you know, obviously the things that we joke about and, and have fun with here in the office, those are between us. And that's, that's just fun stuff that we, we like to talk about. But, you know, I think we can still bring some of that humor over into our message to our potential customers, to our customers. I mean, we have, I think Jess, uh, our co-founder and director of customer experience, she's mentioned on previous podcasts, like people will come into our chat within our application and just say hi to us and want to chat with us for a little bit. They don't have an mm -hmm. issue. They don't have a question. They just want to talk to us because, again, they understand that there's real human beings on the other end of this. And whether you're using an automation system to send out emails or whether you're using a chat system, making it uh, at least obvious that somebody put time and effort into making sure this is clear and understandable and, and that a human wrote it and isn't going to try and blast you with a bunch of jargon or insider right. language, it goes a long way towards people just understanding what, what message you're trying to get across to them. Definitely. So aside from very much improved open rates and click rates, what other changes have you seen since we changed the way that we're writing our emails, the way that we're just communicating in general, when we are connecting with our customers and maybe customers to be, what else has changed? The other big thing that I've, I've really tried to pay attention to is well, what story are we telling? You know, people, people talk to each other in, in story form. We want to tell a story about that great dinner that we had or that awesome workout that we had or that amazing experience with that company or that brand. And they tell it to their peers, their colleagues, their friends, their spouse at home. They tell a story. It's not just a, hey, I interacted with a receptionist today. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, right. It's, yeah. Hey, I had this really cool experience with this tool uh, today, and I think I'm thinking about implementing it at my work. Like, and then we go into the reasons why. Like, how did it make you feel? Why did it make you feel that way? We tell stories. That's how our that's how cultures were built on the backs of stories being passed down. And you can take and apply that same uh, idea or principle to all of your content, whether it's on your website, your marketing website, whether that's within your application or software itself. And, and certainly like we're talking about here today, within our emails, if we want to tell a story of why this is relevant and why we think it's interesting to send out to our customer base or to our prospect database, like there's a reason why we're doing it. We want to get that across in, in a, as bite-sized and tangible a form as possible. And so storytelling is a uh, uh, it, it's an amazing way to communicate, obviously. And one of the things that we're working through right now is we're we're going through as a team, and I'm kind of leading the charge of going through the book, building a story brand. And it's all about pairing, putting your your product, your service, whatever it is that you happen to sell as a business into a story framework, and putting your customer as the hero of the story, and putting you and your company as kind of the person or the the thing that guides them to reach the end goal. The, you know, it's the the Lord of the Rings <laughs> kind of saga <laughs> of of B two B selling. In that, you know, you as the company, you are not the hero in this story. You're the guide. The hero is you know Luke Skywalker. The hero is I. I got to be honest. I I've never actually watched Lord of the Rings. So I'm, my name, my names are drawing a blank here. What's the, what's the, the Hobbit's name in Lord Frodo? of the Rings? Frodo. Yes. Do I get that right? Yes. <laughs> a, a pop culture <laughs> reference that I actually don't get for once. <laughs> Michael, you're usually on those for us. <laughs> we stumped him everyone. We stumped him once. That's awesome. <laughs> Your customers are Frodo. Your customers are, you know, the, the champion, the hero yeah. of the story. And, and you're really just trying to Put them in a position to best succeed and act as a guide for them. And, and that's, again, going back to the basics of storytelling. So for the listeners, I mean, go check out Building a Story Brand. It's a fantastic book. I think us here at the receptionists are really excited about going through that effort. Yeah. And so obviously there's benefit to this. Like we said, our open rate has improved. Our click rate has improved. What other benefits have you seen from adjusting how we're actually talking to our customers in all these different platforms and, and ways? I think a, a next higher level of engagement when you're talking about emails, and this is why I mentioned, you know, the don't have a no reply email address is another way to measure engagement or effectiveness of your emails is are people actually replying and giving back your giving back their thoughts to the content that you're sending out? Or are they asking questions? One of the things that I've started to input in a lot of our emails going out is, you know, reply back to a, reply back to us. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on this. Do you have any questions? Do you, how does this work in your company? You know, we just sent out a client newsletter and we asked our clients, Hey, are you using the system in any interesting way? Like reply back and let us know. And, and we've gotten some great responses from that. Yeah. So that's another beyond just click through rates and open rates to measure effectiveness or engagement of an email. Are people actually reading and then responding in some way to what you wrote? And then just flat out. I mean, we're a business and our, our numbers are, are increasing, you know, the, in terms of just people signing up for free trials at the receptionist, people actually activating locations around the world of the receptionist. I mean, we're having by far and away our best year ever 
And that's been pretty consistent throughout this, this journey to make sure that people understand what we're all about. Yeah. Well, obviously it's working and we're going to continue yeah. to do that, but I can <laughs> see where that might be a hard shift for companies to go from maybe sort of what they're doing traditionally, you know, writing their emails or have their blog copy. So what tips do you have for marketing teams or those who write the content so that they actually are connecting with their customers, potential customers, they're, they're hitting on that level of understanding. What are your tips to, for how to shift to that type of writing? I I mentioned the book, build a story brand. I, I highly recommend that. But one thing that has kind of been on my mind lately is, you know, marketing teams across the world will get into, you know, a conference room or get into a meeting room and they'll start talking about a campaign or an idea or an email that's going to go out. And I would just, I guess, advise people to think about how you talk about that email or that piece of content in that meeting between each other mm. is a great starting point. Far too, too often I see teams, you know, get really excited about a campaign or an idea and the ideas are flowing in that meeting room and, and everybody's kind of getting a little bit jazzed up and they're just, they're talking about it as people and, mm. and building excitement that way. And then they go to actually create the content and it's, it just falls flat. I mean, it's boring. It's, uh, you know, filled with jargon. It's uh, hard to understand. It's, it's written in such a proper box that nobody in their right mind was, is going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it, it ends up being kind of a numbers game. Well, if we just blast enough people with this message, surely we'll get a few bites. Instead, think about how you talk about it and how you think about it in your head and, and the stories that you tell each other to get each other excited about the idea and bring that over into your content. Don't let that excitement and that, that flavor, I guess, get locked inside that conference room and never leave. Yeah. I love that. That makes a great visual of like, everyone's really yeah. excited and pumped up and then someone walks out and it all like changes. And wah, wah. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you kind of have to be brave to do that too, right? Especially if your content yeah. um, has looked and felt and read a certain way to be willing to make some changes to, to something different. So it's probably going to be a little uncomfortable and you, you know, you might think, well, I don't know if people are going to read this. Maybe we just stick with the old way, but there's so many benefits to writing like your customers talk. And that's that's the thing is you know you, people might be listening to this and perhaps they uh, they market to or or do business with lawyers or or some you know doctors or something that's really regimented really strict really perhaps even scientific in nature and they think well that's not going to work for my market I I want to I guess just caution against that before I came to the receptionist I worked at a company that marketed to government. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk about uh, an industry or, or a segment of the market that has a little flair for the dry, <laughs> it would be that. But yeah. that makes it so, so opportune for companies to switch up and be different. And actually, I mean, those people that are working in government or working in, you know, healthcare or working in, you know, a really regimented or strict industry, they're still people at the end of the day. They yeah. still want to be heard. They want to know like the companies that they're doing business with, understand them and, and get them as people first and not just a, you know, a business to check off. And so that would be my caution against that kind of line of thinking that just because you serve a certain industry doesn't mean that you're still not a human talking to another human. 
Right. And as the person maybe on the receiving end of that email, how nice would it be to have something that you open and kind of, you know, yeah. connect to, or you're, you know, you're nodding and smiling in your, your very regimented and strict sort of day. I think yeah. that would connect, like you said, even more. So it's a really great opportunity. I a hundred percent think so. Yeah. So hopefully everyone, you know, can go back to the drawing board and look at those emails and copy yeah. that they have going and maybe uh, mix it up a little bit. And, and like I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, the first, the first question you have to ask is, would I, if I received this email, would I read it? Would I open it? Would I read it? And would I actually click through? And if the answer to any of those is no, it's time to jump back and, and again, hit the drawing board. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this yeah. insight into writing like your customers talk. And hopefully we've given some good tips for people to either get started or continue on their journey with how they write their content. I hope so. And if anybody has any questions or, or wants to reach out and talk through how we've actually implemented this here at The Receptionist, my email inbox is always open. Tell me a story, make it interesting enough, and I'll respond back. It's michael at thereceptionist.com. So I love talking marketing with folks. So if anybody wants to reach out, definitely let me know. Good. Well, yeah, I hope, I hope some of our listeners take you up on that. Thanks again, Michael. This has been great. Thanks, Sarah. We hope that you got some good insight into happiness, what we've got going on to ensure that our team and our clients are happy, and maybe what you would like to do to increase the satisfaction or measure that satisfaction for your own clients and customers. And if you'd like to check out our two-week free trial with no credit card required and to see what we do to make our potential customers and then customers happy, check us out at thereceptionist.com.